Hello, friends, kingdom builders, kingdom connectors, and everyone who is about the Father's business. Welcome to the ministry of Apostle Kenneth Fletcher and the Mind of Conception podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast to help us connect with the body of Christ and contribute to the growth and success of the kingdom of God. So let's join the teaching of the word right now. Purpose. So, Father, tonight we submit ourselves to you. We submit our hearts, our minds, our wills. Father, we submit our plans. We submit our total life to you that you might be glorified and that your glory may shine through us. So I'm asking you to bless your people now. Father, I pray that the spirit of wisdom and revelation would come upon them, that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened. Father, that they'll be able to have a capacity to hear in the spirit in a deeper way uh, going forward and moving toward your purpose. God, we just give you all praise. We thank you right now. We ask you for your great grace and mercy. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. So if you will, uh, we're going to have to do some reading here tonight. Glory to God. But we want to go to the book of 2 Kings uh, chapter number 5. And we're going to look at, if you will, an expose of this man Naaman. And I'm telling you, uh, God is doing some things. And I just love even what Evangelist Smith, just hearing her tonight, uh, hearing the strength uh, in her voice. Uh, I know we all deal with things, praise God. But the reality is, God is able to reset things in your life. And so that's the message I want to share with you all tonight. And many of people that will uh, hopefully grab on still, because I told you, you know, when God gives you a word, it's one thing. I mean, listen, especially the preachers that are on here, we know that, I mean, you could pick up just any subject in the Bible. There's so many things to teach, preach, talk about. You know, so many things that you could just pick up any kind of text, if you will, and, and, and get your sermon and all of that. But when God gives you something and he shows you what he's trying to do in that, it becomes a very life giving uh, the sword of the spirit type of word. Right. It becomes a rhema word, a right now word. And so my word to you tonight is that God is in the process or he wants to get you in the process to reset some things in your life. Glory to God. Amen. And I want you to understand that it is not a bad thing sometimes to have things reset. It's not a bad thing sometimes to have things to where you have to start over. In fact, there was a time even in history that God said, I'm going to start over, right? Now, we're not going there, but we're going to 2 Kings chapter number 5. But God said in the book of Genesis, he said, listen, the imagination of man's heart is evil continually. So he said, I'm going to flood the earth and I'm going to start over. I'm, I'm putting it in my own words, right? But he found Noah and Noah's family found grace in the sight of the Lord. But the Lord... Uh, even had a reset, glory to God, with mankind. So I'm saying to you tonight that God wants to reset some things in your life, glory to God. I'm talking about, again, giving you, if you will, a new fresh outlook, a new fresh start, 
of what he's trying to do. But there's some things that you and I have to do. So watch this here. Let's look at this as we go through here and look at Naaman. And we're going to read a little bit. So you're just going to have to follow along with me a little bit tonight. He says, now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, because you want to you want to see some things here and you want to catch some things because this is this is some good stuff. He was a great man with his master. And honorable because by him. The Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. Now, you, you got to catch this because this is this is this is good stuff. And he was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. Let's keep reading. We're going to come back to some of this stuff here. And the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel, a little maid, and she waited on Naaman's wife. And she said unto her master, or excuse me, unto her mistress, would God, my Lord, were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. And when and one went and told his Lord, saying, Thus and thus saith the maid that is of the land of Israel. Glory to God. And the king of Syria said, Go to, go, and I will send a letter unto the king of Israel. And he departed and he took with him 10 talents of silver and 6,000 pieces of gold and 10 changes of raiment. And that's going to be important here in a minute. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel saying, now when this letter is come unto thee, behold, I have therewith sent Naaman my servant to thee that thou mayest recover him of his leprosy. All right, y'all still with me? And it came to pass when the king of Israel had read the letter that he rent his clothes and said, am I God to kill and to make alive that this man does send unto me to recover a man of his leprosy? Wherefore consider, I pray you, and see how he seeketh a quarrel against me. Now keep on, let's keep on going. We're going to, we're going to, Go through here this. And it was so when Elisha, the man of God, had heard that the king of Israel had rent his clothes, that he sent to the king saying, Wherefore hast thou rent thy clothes? Let him come now to me. Glory to God. And he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and with his chariots and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. And Elisha said, and Elisha sent a messenger unto him saying, go and wash in Jordan seven times and thy flesh shall come again to thee and thou shall be clean. Lord have mercy. But Naaman was wroth. He got mad about it and went away and said, behold, I thought, watch this now, I'm talking about God wanting to reset some things in your life. I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. Are not Abana and Farpar, rivers of Damascus, uh, better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? 
So he turned and went away in a rage. Come on now. And his servant came near and spake unto him and said, my father, if the prophet had bid thee do some great thing, wouldst thou, uh, wouldst thou not have done it? How much rather than when he saith unto thee, wash and be clean. Then he went, then went he down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh came again, like unto the flesh as a little child, and he was clean. Glory to God. I'm talking about God reset this man's flesh back as if he was a little child from leprosy all the way reset back to the point where his flesh was like a little two-year-old kid, right? Little child. But wait a minute, let's keep on going because we're going to look, we're going to bring some stuff out of this. I'm not just talking about physical things, but God can do it physically. God can do it spiritually. God can do it emotionally, but we got to, we got to follow the pattern if we're going to get again, the result of the promise. And we're not talking about the promise tonight, but if we're going to, we're going to, we got to follow the pattern if we want the result of the promise. So he said, wash and be clean. That's all he said. He said, go wash, go dip yourself seven times. So God wants to reset. Now watch this. And verse 15, and he returned to the man of God and all his company and came and stood before him. And he said, behold, now I know that there is no God in all the earth, but in Israel. Now, therefore, I pray thee, Take a blessing of thy servant. But he said, as the Lord liveth, before whom I stand, and I will receive none. And he urged him to take it, but he refused. Folks, listen, when God is doing something, God is not looking for anybody to get the glory, but him alone. But he is desiring to reset things in the lives of his people. And in particularly in your life and in my life, God wants to reset, rekindle, renew, reset the fire and the desire of fulfilling the will of God in our lives. So watch what he said. So first of all, Naaman reminds me of a lot of us. Again, Naaman was a great man. He did great exploits. He was great. And I, one thing I love, it said by him. Now, you got to remember, this is really important. Because Naaman was a Syrian. He was not a covenant man, if you will. He was not of the covenant of Israel. If we would bring it up to modern days, time, whatever you want, I'm just trying to make it as plain as I can. He wasn't really a church member. But yet God used this man to bring deliverance to the Syrian people, even though this man really did not know the Lord. I'm talking about the mercy of God and the way God will do even something because he watch it. People look at the outside, but God is looking at the heart. People look at the condition, but God knows what's really in that heart. Glory to God. And so he allowed a little maid girl to say, 
if my master or your mistress, you know, if Naaman could go to the prophet or to the man of God back there in Israel, the man of God, this, and I love this, just a little maid girl, she was really a captive, but she still had the kind of confidence and faith to say, listen, I know that I'm a captive of Syria, but yet because of what I know growing up, my, the God, the God of Israel is able to heal Laman or Naaman of his leprosy. Glory to God. So her condition, I'm saying a whole lot of stuff here, but her condition and her situation did not keep her from being a witness about the God that she knew. She didn't say I was going to uh, heal you, but she said, I know that there's a prophet in Israel that can heal you of your leprosy. So watch this. Now watch this. So God is not looking at where you come from. God is not looking at the condition that you might be in. Because what God is really looking at is the condition of your heart. See, man looks at the outside conditions and the situations and the circumstances but God knows what's really in that heart, whether it's good or whether it's bad, whether it's evil, whether it's upright. So God knew something about Naaman that outwardly nobody could see, right? All they could see was that he was a leper. Glory to God. But God really knew what was in that heart. So what am I saying? See, God really knows what's in your heart and what's in my heart. And we have to get to a place where we, again, line up with the promise in order to get what God wants to give to us, right? We have to line ourselves up with that process. So Naaman, first, his first thought was, I'm going to pay for this because I want this thing. I want to be, I, I, I know I've done some things and I'm, I've, I've got some uh, prestige and I've got some position and I kind of, my life's pretty good. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take 6,000 uh, pieces of gold, 10 talents of silver and 10 Change, uh, uh, changes of raiment, and I'm going to bring it as a seed, if you will, to the prophet. Glory to God. See, that's all God is looking at, folks. You got to hear what I'm saying. So God knows what's in Naaman's heart. Naaman said, listen, I'm going to sow a seed, even though the prophet didn't take it. You got to hear me. He said, I'm going to sow this seed because I'm trusting in God to be able to do something with my life that nobody else can do. Glory to God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, slow down, preacher. So you and I got to get to that point where we're realizing that, wait a minute, I can trust God. I can trust God with everything. I can trust God with my reputation. Come on. I can trust God with, uh, again, my life. I can trust God with everything about my life. There's nothing I have to hold back or withhold from him. So he, But here's the process. Watch this. So Naaman gets there. And the prophet sent a messenger to him. He didn't even come out to the door himself. And he says, go and wash in the Jordan seven times and you shall be clean. Naaman almost missed the reset. He almost missed it because he was still in his own way of thinking. Because he even said, I thought that the prophet would come out and wave his hand over the leprosy and call on the name of the Lord, my God, and then the leprosy would be gone. Folks, how many of us have missed 
the reset of God and the great blessing of God in our life because we already got it fixed in our mind how God is going to do something. Folks, you and I cannot put God in a box. Glory to God. God can do what he wants to do and he doesn't have to ask you and I for permission. Glory to God. And so the, when the real faith comes in when a person says, wait a minute, I'm going to go to God and whatever God is saying, that's the path I'm going to follow. So again, let me get back to this because I want you to understand this. God is looking at the heart. God knows what's really in there. Glory to God. I don't want to get off track too much here, but God really knows what's in the heart. How many remember we talked about the king Abimelech that took Sarah, right? Now y'all got to follow with me real quickly. He took Sarah because Abraham said that this is my sister. So Abimelech took her, right? He's the king, you know, the king, you know, the king could do what he wanted to do. So he takes her because she's a beautiful woman and, and, and he puts her in his house. And then God comes to Abimelech at night in a dream. And he says, you are a dead man. I'm, I'm trying to show you about talking about God knowing the heart. He says, you and your whole house is going to die because you have taken another man's wife. And Abimelech said, uh, Lord, in the innocency of my hands, have I done this? In the integrity of my heart, have I done this? And he said, I, I didn't want to try to do no wrong. Abraham said that was her sister. And God says, yes, I know that you did that in the integrity of your heart. Therefore, I would not let you touch her. Oh, I wish somebody, I hope y'all can hear what I'm saying. God knows what's really in there, man. And that's why we got to come clean before him at all times. And because God knows what's really in there, he said to he, Abimelech, he wouldn't let Abimelech go through with the thought of his mind, even though, uh, you know, he's the king. But God stopped him, right? God said, I wouldn't let you touch her because I knew you only took her you took her out of the integrity of your heart. What am I saying? God knows what was really in Naaman's heart. Yes, he was a leper. Yes, he was a an honorable man, a valid man. Yes, he was willing to sow that seed, but that's not what God wants. What God wants more than anything is the, uh, the humility of obedience to just obey the word of God, right? So when the prophet said, go and wash, he almost missed it. Boy, I'm, I'm talking to somebody tonight. He almost missed the reset in his life because he thought already how it was supposed to go. Uh, he thought it's supposed to go a certain way. It's supposed to look a certain way. Uh, it's supposed to uh, sound a certain way. Come on now. It's supposed to be in a certain environment, right? It's supposed to be in a, a, a certain uh, uh, aspect of getting things done, right? It's supposed to be all of this you know, ways we've already imagined in our mind instead of just hearing the voice of the prophet, glory to God, and hearing the voice of the word of God and being obedient to that. But when you do that, loved one, I'm telling you tonight that God is going to reset some things in your life. Glory to God. God's going to reset and rekindle your love. He's going to reset and rekindle your passion. He's going to reset and rekindle your desire for the things of God. You're not going to be satisfied with just the regular old religious stuff. You're going to be hungry with an appetite 
for the word of God, glory to God. You're going to, again, have that desire that it says, blessed are they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. In other words, you get to a point where you don't care if you're popular with people, as long as you have an audience with God, glory to God. Because when you have an audience with God, things are going to be reset in your life. Glory to God. Come on, say amen tonight. Let me calm myself down. Calm down, preacher. <laughs> Glory to God. Man. Oh, I love it. I love it. Hallelujah. And why I love it, why I love this about Naaman is because Naaman wasn't the covenant man, Apostle Percy. He wasn't a churchgoer, if you will. You know what I'm saying? He was just, he was a Syrian. He was outside of the covenant of Israel. But God looks at the heart. Glory to God. And when that man got lined up with God and started saying, hey, so watch this. He almost missed it. Let's 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 give it a wrap this up. He almost missed it. And he said, I surely thought that he was going to come out and do this and wave his hand and whatever have you. How many times have people missed God because they think that God can only do it one way? Folks, God, God don't need our permission to do anything. You understand what I mean? He, he can do what he wants to do. Glory to God. It's not our it's not our life to dispose of. You understand what I mean by that? We we are his servants. He's not our servant. Glory to God. We serve him. He doesn't serve us. Come on now. Glory to God. And what God is looking for is for people that are willing to be obedient to him even when it's not popular with everybody around you. Glory to God. I'm telling you, because there's some folks that will try to tell you, you're getting a little bit too deep. You know, you're getting a little bit too much in the word. And you're, every, you're always talking about the word of God. And you're talking about this and that and prayer. And, you know, you got to be careful now. No, no. See, you see, you got to stop listening to them folks. Glory to God. Amen. Because the word is the bread of life. And the way you want to have it is you want to say, feed me till I want no more. Glory to God. Bread of heaven. Glory to God. So let me let me, let me keep on moving here. So, so what's, what, what, what can we learn from Naaman? So, and, and what can we learn from the little maid girl? And, they, and, and Naaman almost missed it because he said, I thought he was going to do this. And, you know, and, she, he, and the little servant said, well, my father, if the prophet told you to do something great, would not you have done it? And I imagine he probably said, well, yeah, I probably would because, you know, the Bible already told us that Naaman was a great man, a man of valor. He had done many wonderful things, but he was a leper. And then the, he said, listen to the simple instructions. He said, my father, all he said is go wash and you will be clean. Glory to God. So thank God that Naaman had got the message or Naaman, however you want to say it. He got the message and he went down in front of all his people, right there in front of all the folks, and dipped seven times. What did he do? He humbled himself to the word of God seven times in front of every, all of these witnesses. They, seven times, in other words, in completeness and fullness, he let the people around him, he let the people that he worked with, if I'm just putting it in modern terms, he let the people in his family, he let his close associates, his first, second cousin, <laughs> come on here, come on, he let seven times he dipped, seven times he submitted himself in front of all of the other people to the word of God. 
Lord, he wasn't trying to hide it. He wasn't trying to keep this one away. Go to God, try to reserve something for later on just in case I decide to backslide. Mm -mm. Come on here. He, he, he committed himself completely. And on the seventh time, he comes out of the water and his skin was like a brand new baby. I'm talking about a reset. And it doesn't have to be a physical thing. It can be a physical thing. But what if God resets your mind? Come on. What if he resets your heart? What if he resets your spirit to where your spirit again now is pure and innocent? Glory to God. To where you are no longer jaded by the stuff that you've been through, right? You're no longer skeptical about, I know you've had some, amen. I know you've met other, uh, whatever you want to call them, false prophets and people that have said stuff and glory to God and robbed you blind. Hallelujah. <laughs> glory to God. And, and, and But you don't want to let that deter you from the true word of God. Say amen. Hallelujah. Because God always has true people out there. But you and I got to get to that place of where we are just like this man to the point that we're not ashamed. We don't care what people think. We're going to humble ourselves and we're going to do exactly what the word of God tells us to do. And that's our number one goal. It's not to be impressive to you, 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 or, or you. You know what I mean? It's not to try to please people. It's not to try to impress other people. It's all about being obedient to the word of God. And last, last, last thing, let's wrap this up. Now, he said he got this breakthrough, folks. I mean, my God, he got this breakthrough. Things are resetting his life. This man is so happy. He don't even know what to do. He's like, listen. He, and so he tells the prophet, he said, listen, take this gold, right? Come on, take this silver, take these changes of clothes. Man, let me, let me get, let me, let me do something. Let me, let me, glory to God. Let me give you something. But I love it. A true man of God is always more about giving than they are about taking. Y'all better hear what I'm saying. I'm not here to talk about nobody. I'm just saying every true man of God is always going to be more about giving than he is or she, she, a woman of God, man of God, than they are about taking. See, I get kind of leery that every time somebody preach about something and then they say, you know, send us some money. Well, my God, I mean, did, let me get off of that. Let me get off of that. Because, it, it, hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Because the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and adds no sorrow to it. So anyway, praise God. Let me get off of that. But, but he said, no, no, no. I don't want your money. God don't want your money. Glory to God. God want that heart. Get, the prophet is letting him know that, man, it ain't about what you have to give. It's not about the physical material things that you have to, to, to pass on, right? But it's about the heart being obedient. But then if you read down, we don't have time to do that. I'm talking about the mercy of God. This is not a, this is not a covenant man, folks. This is not a man of Israel. This is a man, and they going back and they worshiping all kind of stuff. So, but God knows the heart. He said, so the, So Naaman says to uh, Elisha, he said, now I know that there is no other God in all the earth except in Israel. He said, now the Lord pardon thy servant in this thing. When I go back to my master, the king of Syria, right? And he goes into the house of uh, Rim, Rimnon or whatever it is. He says, give me two 
donkeys full of earth, of dirt from Israel, so that I will never bow down to any other God on any other. That's a whole other thing. But I'll never bow down to no other God. But I love it what the prophet said. He said, go in peace. Glory to God. Folks, I'm telling you, don't allow your own failures, the things that you did, your own self, whatever situations you may have gotten yourself in, don't allow that to cause you to miss the mercy of God. Don't, don't, don't sit there and count yourself out because you say, well, I just did do too many things. I, I went too far. Folks, the grace and the mercy of God is unfathomable. Glory to God. And if you can just humble yourself and receive what God has for you, God can begin to reset everything in your life. Glory to God. He will turn your old test into a testimony. He will turn the years of your misery into your ministry. Glory to God. If you can just humble yourself. But one thing about it, folks, this is going to have to be a public thing. Uh, what I mean by that, just like Naaman, seven times right in front of everybody. Glory to God. I'm obeying this word. I know, I know, I probably look kind of silly. I'm over here in this river just dipping down, but I'm obeying this word. I know probably all my captains and all of the great men that came with them sees this great honorable captain of the army humbling himself, dipping down in the muddy Jordan River, but seven times. But my God, I tell, I'm telling you tonight in Jesus' name, glory to God, because of his obedience and his willingness to confess the God of Israel before everybody else, God reset things in his life to the point where it was like he was a brand new baby all over again. Folks, I'm here to tell you tonight, don't think that your life is over. Don't think that your situation is over. Don't think that your situation can't change because if you're willing and obedient to humble yourself to the word of God and allow God to do what he needs to do in you, God is more than able to reset everything. Amen, amen. Thank God for his word. We pray that you were blessed by the teaching on our podcast today. Please join us for online fellowship in our personal Zoom room. The access code is 931-432-8488. And the password is the number two. God bless you. We love you and hope to connect with you soon. Until then, continue to be about the Father's business.